Hello and welcome to another episode of All Things YJ. I'm your host, Steve Itzkiewicz, commonly known as Itzy in the CYJ world. With me are three special guests. It's a family affair this week. We've got the Josephs. We've got Karen Nee Glau, Joseph. And her daughters, Melanie of Dollar 12. Karen, Karen was Dollar 79. And a dog barking, and Talia from Dollar 17. Hi, how's everyone doing? Hello. <laughs> Hello. You get to hear my dog. Sorry yeah. about that. That's great. It's a bring, it brings a little realness to this. What's your dog's name? Uh, that is Emma. She's got a very loud bark, so my apologies. No problem. Emma, you're going to be in G6 this summer. <laughs> we, got your, we got your poll. So what I do on every, usually every podcast, and Karen, you're probably the best to answer this. How did your family get involved in CYJ in the 70s? Yeah, well, it was basically through friends, the Smith family. Remember Lori Smith, Elisa Smith, and Nina Smith. They sure. lived on my street. And I had gone to Pembroke for two years, an all-girls camp, and I really did not like it. Um, and they would talk about YJ and how much fun it was and all the friends they had, and it was co-ed. And um, I asked my dad if we could switch to YJ, and that's how we ended up there. And it was the best decision we ever made. So what was your first summer? 70, oh, 74, 74, I think. 74, 74. Great. Well, that's awesome. Now, and, and what about the... Uh... Now, how does the Tanzer Glau, how does that whole uh, family dynamic work? Well, I'm trying to remember, you know, I started at camp when I was like 10 or 11. And my dad married my stepmom, Margie Glau, uh, who was Tanzer, when I was 14. And so when our parents got married, the Tanzers, Lisa and Kevin, uh, came to YJ as well. So then the Tanzer Glau's were part of YJ as a group of five. We were like the Brady Bunch. Yeah, m- minus uh, Oliver. <laughs> which, <laughs> he was which from is a, later years. Yeah, yeah. They, no one will get that reference, but yeah, maybe the older people. So, <laughs> so it, people will. Yeah, exactly. Did Lisa and Kevin stay for a while, or did they only go a couple years? Uh, Lisa stayed all the way through Dalid. She did not go to Israel. And then okay. Kevin, I think, only stayed for one or two summers, and then he went to Bowercrest. Oh. That's all. Well, you know, that happens. We, it does happen. But the rest does. of us were there and, you know, we'd, our parents would come on visiting day with our grandparents. That was back when you couldn't leave camp on visiting day. And we'd set up a giant group of blankets and have our picnic. And uh, it was very fun. Those are the best. We actually did that this year, we, you know, may, somewhat because of COVID. But it was great to have all the families in camp. And we actually had like, you know, hamburgers, hamburgers and hot dogs. It was kind of a different visiting day. Uh, kind of almost like a throwback. So it was great. Now, what, yeah, it was kind of cool. What was it like being a camper and uh, back in the 70s? And Amelia and Talia, if you want to jump in and say, oh, they didn't do that in our era, please, please do so. <laughs> well, I thought the funny thing was that, you know, as my kids went there, it doesn't seem like it was all that different. Um, being a camper in the seventies, I mean, the biggest difference obviously is, you know, the director does have a big aspect and I was there the years of Charles Rotman and, um, but we just, we had such a great time. I mean, everybody was unplugged cause there was no such thing as being plugged in. There weren't computers and things like that, but you know, kids used to like watching TV and you couldn't do that at camp. Um, but it was about being with your friends and hanging out and just a fun place. And I felt like my kids had that same experience in the years that they were there. Yeah. Melly, what year did you start? 
Um, I must have started in 07. Okay. So you were, were so was that, so you were in like lower bet, maybe? That, I started, that? I started in lower olive. Lower, lower olive. How about you, Talia? What year? You came I, a couple years after, right? Yeah. I started in 2011 and I also started in lower olive. Right. Wow. I started, I started in lower bet and when your mom was a CA. So 1981. <laughs> so that's, you know, but when you guys were campers, uh, for Mel, Mel and Natalia, um, what was like? What were some of your favorite moments, or what were like the big, big you know uh, milestone uh, things that happened? Um, let me think. Milestones. Um, I mean, I always like as a camper, I loved trip day. Like, sure, sure. <laughs> I'm trying to think of milestones. I mean, obviously, it was a big deal to get into Dollard, but like, I feel like what people don't talk about enough is how big of a deal it is when you're in Upper Gimmel, because all of a sudden people start like. Like, I, I don't want to say training you for Dalit, but like kind of in a way, like that's when like people are like, oh, you're in the older camp now and people are starting to look up to you. And it does feel like a bit of a shift once you get into that age group. I don't know if you guys felt the same way. Yeah, I always think for me that anywhere before kind of that Dalit range, it, a lot of it blurs for me. It was, you know, you <laughs> go day to day, you go swimming, you play, you have have your cookouts, you do all that stuff. And I mean, must have all been fun. I kept going back. But where I start to really like differentiate my camp year was Dalton Summer. Dalton Summer. It's so funny, Itzy, because it wasn't such a big deal to be in Dalton when I was at camp. Right, like, right. It just wasn't. I mean, even being like Dalton 79 or Dalton whatever, it just, it wasn't as big of a deal as it is now. Yeah, I, I give uh, David Stern like a little credit for that because he's he was the one who was promoting his dollar dollar eighty one my first year. You know, like what do I know? I don't know anything from from YJ, and so but he he was calling him dollar of the decade right off the bat, and it's almost like wait a minute, why are you calling yourself the best dollar? And then there's other dollars, and then it it started to pick up maybe through the eighties, and then when they started introducing like the t shirts, which started right before uh, right as Charles was. Uh, transitioning out and Ken and uh, Cornrush came in in the early nineties, but the, they started having themes, which they do every year now. So it really, you know, like Leslie Heckfinger said the same thing. She goes, we didn't really call it Dalit. It was just, we were the oldest bunk back in, you know, 70 or 71 back then. Or yeah. The big thing about now. being in Dalit was being, was Maccabia. That was like a big right. deal about Dalit, but it wasn't about like, we didn't sing the song about, you know, I am Dalit 79. So <laughs> We didn't yeah. do all that. Trust me, I don't even know where that came from. They st- they started doing that uh, when I returned to YJ in 03 traditions, and then like after the beer cut, that all the dollars would do a thing. I don't even know. I know this. I know the songs. Mary had a little lamb. There's a. <laughs> there, I'll pull. I'll pull back the curtain there on that one. And then um, it just never exploded. put that together. Actually, <laughs> really, really? You, know who, you know who taught me that? Uh, uh, Sam Siegel. Sam Siegel from Dollar 08. He, Ariel and Talia Siegel's brother. Ben Siegel's brother. They said that he, he goes. You know, it's Mary got a little lamb. I'm like, oh, I was this old. That's when I so funny. That. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty funny. I mean, when remembering Melly and uh, Talia as campers, and Karen, I remember you as a counselor. Um, but Melly and Talia, when you guys were campers, especially Melly, you got up at one of my favorite plays you guys did schoolhouse rock. Do you remember that? Oh, how? Oh my gosh, yeah, I remember that so clearly. We did. Uh, the interplanet Janet. Um, oh my God. Yeah. That was really fun. <laughs> and you were like lower Gilmore upper bed probably at that time. Yeah. But, but you kind of owned it and it, and it, it brings back like the connection for, from your uncle Brian. One of my first years, I don't know, Karen, you might remember this. They did, he sang with like Tanya Hurd 
and they did i don't know if it's a shell silverstein play or not but he did like eating chicken soup with rice do you remember that at all i don't remember that but i do remember when brian was in west side story and he played tony and i i brought a recorder right we didn't have phones back then i literally brought a tape recorder and i recorded it so i could play it for my parents and i cried i was a counselor and i cried the whole play because i couldn't believe how good he was Oh yeah, he was. He was. He would. He would sing at the table when I was sat at the table with him with uh, in '83. And him, it was like him and uh, Mike Levenstein, Jeff Warb. Like the, who knows if oh, they yeah. really, if the they're, yeah, yeah, exactly. Who knows if they're all supposed to sit at Lenny's table, Lenny Saunders? You know, but we were all there. It was like it was such a great table. Uh, That's those so are, we yeah, can those... well, let me tell you the story though, Melanie. The story about your your first summer when you were in Lower Olive and you were in The Sound of Music, and they made up a character for you. <laughs> oh yeah the uh, yeah my first summer you know I I think it was pretty brave of me at the time that I tried out for the play I was pretty shy and cried a lot and had never been away from home before and I tried out for the play and they were doing the sound of music and I was like great I know this one and I guess there were more kids than there actually who tried out for the play than there actually were Von Trapp kids. So I guess to make us all feel better, they started just making up more Von Trapp kids. So I invented the leading role of Francesca Von Trapp my floor <laughs> all in summer. <laughs> Lost Van Trapp child. Exactly. <laughs> Love that. That is great. Well, you got, you know, your mom was, uh, when she was a camper and a counselor, would. Her and your aunt Lori would perform with uh, Jenny and uh, Andrea Nidets, correct, Karen? Mm-hmm. And yep. how many? How, I know you guys did it when I was uh, in Lower Bed. So you guys did it as campers as well, because I, you know, I've the. We old did it as campers. Yeah, Lori and Andrea used to sing in their bunk, and then oh. they were doing all these harmonies. And then they came to get me and Jen and said, "We have to do this just for fun, not for." doing in front of the whole camp. And so we started singing some songs and then there was a talent show. And so every year we would be in the talent show for like, I'm going to say a solid three summers. It got to the point where my Dalid year, um, Mitch Breen and David Rotman and Bobby Abramson and uh, Chega, John um, Schreiber, um, imitated us in a talent show. They put on wigs, they, like, they were the Glown Knighted sisters. But I will tell you that when I moved back to Boston after being in New York for six or seven years um, and I met my husband and we would like go to, I don't know, someplace for brunch in Framingham, I would bump into people who would say, oh, my God, I remember the Glow Knighted Sisters. And he, right. my husband thought I was famous. <laughs> well, you are in, in camp world, especially that era. But so, OK, so what songs would you sing? Do you remember? We sing Where Have All the Flowers Gone and everyone so made fun of us because we got like someone would start and then the next group would join in. So it would go, Where Where Have All <laughs> So that's how everyone sings it. The Where Have All the Flowers. We play we I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. That's like our that was like our signature that makes me laugh. Right, right. Because I, 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 I remember Brian would come to the table and sing like leader of the band. Uh, from, like, mm. Volgeberg. I don't know if you guys did that one. I, we didn't do that one, but I love that song. And yeah, Brian's think, a great singer. And yeah, Lori, yeah. Lori was in all the plays. I was in all the plays. Brian was in all the plays. We were definitely a theater family. Wow. See, Talia, were you in any plays, Talia? I wasn't. I was you, not brave. You got Bobby's jeans. You got Bobby's jeans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talia is so talented, but she just didn't have the confidence. 
Oh, uh, stop. I'm blushing. Oh, I, can't, I can't see you blush. I can only, you know, feel it. So that that's pretty awesome. Like, because, you know, my that somebody said the other day, I think it was Josh Levine. He goes, wow, you have a steel trap. I'm like, I can't tell you what. I don't remember what happened yesterday, but I remember 1981. You know, as if, <laughs> as if it was like, oh, my God, it was yesterday. Um, so you guys, were, you mentioned Maccabi. And I was, we're going to, we'll talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about it now. So. All this is pretty amazing. All three of you guys were uh, captains. Yeah, right? correct. Lori was, Lori was a captain. Brian was a captain. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So I was yep. on. I was on Lori's team, the blue team with the Lori. late nineteen eighty one. Yeah, the late great Dave Chaikin was her uh, co. He he uh, unfortunately passed in like a parasailing accident uh, many years ago. Yeah, and, and then I and they were from Needham as well. If I remember, Dave and uh, Lisa uh, Chaikin. And because I was on, I think they were from Wellesley. Was it Wellesley? It was okay. It's Wellesley, so it was right around there. And then I was on Lisa's team when I was in Upper Gimbal. She was captain of the yellow team uh, with with Jeff Orb, who uh, we just mentioned a minute ago. Uh, So that was pretty interesting. So, have did you guys ever compare notes and like uh, on on your captaincies? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will say shamelessly, I still have every piece and scrap of anything, not only just Maccabia, but basically from my whole camp experience, but oh, I still I have my, Mac- I still have my Maccabia folder. I still have all my notes and disgustingly enough, I still have my captain shirt that has not been washed. Wow. <laughs> same here. Absolutely. Same here. Per tradition wow. has not been washed. <laughs> Tal, you, you were with Amit, correct? You guys were coaches. Yep. And Melly was with Henry which is yeah. great. And Karen, you were with John Kaplan, correct? I was, yeah. yeah maybe I did some research, just a little. <laughs> just right? a little bit. I don't want to look like that much of a savant, but I heard we an interesting- have, We didn't that? have the same kind of traditions that they have now around Maccabi. It was much more freeform. Like once you got chosen, there weren't all these traditions like that the girls have. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. even know all of their traditions, but you know, like what was that like necklace you guys make? And it was with like from the soda can. Oh yeah. Yeah. From the, like whenever a cookout happens or you get a soda can. Oh no. It's because you go up to Ken or we went up to Ken and Marcy's house at the time and they gave everyone a soda can and you kept the tab off of it and you put it on a string, the color of your uh, team. Oh, so funny. Like uh, some of the traditions I have no idea about. Yeah. Like, but Karen, back to you. I just I heard a story, and I don't know if this is true or not. When they were calling out the captains, and uh, for Melanie and Talia back in '79, there were only four oh, teams. Four teams. You can't tell this story. It hurts my like. It hurts my stomach. Okay. All right. So <laughs> no, we'll we'll lay off it. We'll lay. I'm, off. I'm curious. No, yeah. put her on we, the hot spot. <laughs> uh, can I? Should I tell the story then? Sure, you can uh, tell it. All right, because I remember I would have been in bunk one, so I'm hearing this through a member of Dollop 79 let's just put it that way and karen you can guess who that was but uh so i just found this out when they were announcing the the captains they said uh the first one or the second one whatever it was name was jenny and jenny kaplan got up but everyone thought it was going to be jenny knightitz and so there was always some controversy about that because i don't know if they you know because they're all the the, the shirt said was jenny i'm sure you know yes it was it, yeah it was i thought it was a very uncomfortable moment honestly because um you know jennifer knight it's she was so popular and in all the plays and all that kind of stuff and 
everyone thought she was going to be a captain and right. then they called Jenny and they picked another Jennifer who I think it was her first summer at camp. So it was just a little uncomfortable. Yeah. It's yeah. my stomach ache when I think about it. And my apologies if I bring that, I'll take the hit on that one. That's what I mean. <laughs> that's controversial we'll get here on the, on the, it old definitely day. was controversial. Let's put it that way. 40, you know, 43 years ago, as if it was yesterday, you know, but it's true. Pete, there, you know, things do happen at camp that, you remember like that and you're like, Oh, I don't want to talk about those things. Cause I didn't like that. That's true. And that's so fun, interesting how in life those little moments still resonate with us. Oh, it's crazy. You know? I mean, I'm 57 years old and it still gives me a stomach ache to think about it. And I right. was what, you know, 12, 13, I don't know how old I was. 15, 15, 15. 15. Okay. 15 so uh, Melly, how, how, by the way, uh, we'll go back to Karen, your break in a second. Melly, how did it break in 2012? Was that the uh, hunger games one? Um, oh my God, I don't even know how I'm blanking on this. Ooh, all right. We'll come back to you, Tali. Do you remember? No, you're right. It was the Hunger Games. It was was the Hunger Games. Uh huh. It was the Hunger Games evening activity in Lou Brown Park. Yep. And then we all sat out there. Yeah. And then all the campers and the staff were going after the horse, and the horse got up on uh, both hind legs. And we're like, everyone back. Everyone back. Everyone back. You know, I, I think I'm having a hard time remembering what that was because that I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but I'm still traumatized from having to plan Maccabi breaks as a programmer. Oh yeah. So yeah. Those are more traumatizing for me than <laughs> remembering what my breaks were. Yeah. You did two in a row. You did two in a row. So and we'll get one to that failed in... miserably. So. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that in a second. Tell you how did you break in 17? I, I, I'm drawing a blank too. Yeah. So this was um when Melly was a programmer, I think this was her second attempt. So less failed than the first one. Um, oh, okay. Good segue. <laughs> great. Yeah. yeah, we were at the, um, it was the staff versus admin softball game and these monster trucks rolled in and oh, I think right, Melly and Ben right. Breyer were on the monster truck. Is that right, Melly? Or? It was a soccer game. It was a soccer game. Oh yeah, it was a soccer game. It You're right. It was a soccer game. No, was a soccer game. Um, yeah. We did not roll down on the trucks. I think, I know, I think Marcy and Jamie and Ken were on them. Oh, okay. Okay. But, but yeah, I, we were standing one. waiting for them. <laughs> Ah, that's good. Did you remember how it broke in 79, Karen? Oh, yeah, it was such a non-event. But we didn't have the big Maccabi outbreaks that, you know, happen later. But I think ours just happened, I think it was like a rainy day. And we were all in the dining hall. It was the old dining hall. And we were all there. And we were doing like a song session because you couldn't really be outside. So we were just, you know, people were up with guitars and that kind of thing. And then just out of the blue, they just kind of broke Maccabi. Yeah, it wasn't, oh. I definitely remember it was lunchtime. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. It's funny, you know, like the breaks are always the big deal. Sometimes they come off great. Sometimes, you know, Melanie will, and we'll segue away with you. Like, do you remember your, your, their first one when you were a programmer in 16 with, I believe Alain Chenard. Yes, it was. Yep. Me and Alain Chenard. um, We, we were really dedicated, like from the beginning of the summer, we're like, we want a good Maccabi outbreak. This is going to be our thing we focus on. And we worked really hard and we're able to get um, a plane that was going to fly over camp during, um, as everyone was leaving the dining hall that had a big banner that said like, Hey, CYJ, it's Maccabi. And we had worked on this for so long. We had, we literally hired a plane. We custom made a whole banner, all this stuff. And on the day that it was supposed to break, it was super cloudy and windy. And the guy called us in the morning and was like, 
I, the conditions aren't great. I don't know if we're going to be able to do this. And so we were freaking out and he's like, all right, he called us. He said, all right, I'm going to take off. We're going to make this happen. We're like, finally, finally. And then he got up in the air and had to turn around and said the conditions were too bad. So we couldn't get the plane. And I remember we had basically waited until the last possible, like three days you could make Bacavia second month. So we had to break it one way or another. So we got everyone into, um, Levine and we just kind of like jumped out. We're like, hey guys, it's Maccabia. And everyone was so confused. And I I sobbed. I cried when we got back. I was like, this was my one thing I wanted. So bad. But I felt a little better than explaining to everyone what the break was supposed to be. And then they were like, okay, as long as you had a better idea than this. But yeah, yeah. I felt really bad. No, well, to add on to that, like a lot of like, <laughs> this is like kind of the theme when Melly was a programmer is that for some reason people thought that I had any say in anything going on <laughs> with programming. So I remember when that break happened, everyone was like, why was that such a terrible break? I was like, why do I have any say in how that broke? <laughs> like, right. Well, it's fun- right. everything. That's so funny. And then, you know, then every kid around Cam's like, oh, I knew it was going to break tonight. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, like they all solved it. They're like, oh, wow, you're a super sleuth. Oh, the they'd, be like, they'd be like, I, I saw it written on the nurse's station. Now that just brought back another story, Melly, which we don't have to talk about. But someone like saw like the captain's list. Do you remember that? Oh, that was yeah. That was yeah, also yeah, pretty traumatizing. Yeah, that was annoying. <laughs> it was just like like oh my god, and then, like you know like like let's let's drop it. Let's move on for you know for camp's sake. Yeah. Like, anyway, so did you enjoy being a programmer, Melly? You did two years. You were very good. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. I did two years of it. I really loved it. I feel like, you know, I, I loved being a camper. I loved being a a counselor even more. And then being a programmer was just like, I was like, okay, this is what I was meant to do at camp. I, I loved every second of it. It was truly like just some of the best memories I have. And And I had two really good co-programmers yeah, absolutely they launch an r and uh 16 and then bambi as we call him at camp briar in 17 plus the whole group of two the 12s were such a strong group and still are and um, still are yeah yeah such a supportive group i mean you had from the guy side you know i'm, I'm gonna you know yates and seth hopper and uh, henry and jay knight and you know i'm gonna miss some names and i apologize but on the on the girl side uh you know mike whitman of course uh bambi and the, and the girl side jen miller talia siegel uh uh, Jen Edie, right? Mm-hmm. Strong, strong girls. Melanie and Jen Edie just ran the New York Marathon last oh, weekend. Oh, muzzle tough. Did you win? Oh, thank you. Yeah, we won. But uh, <laughs> you know what? We had a really great camp turnout there too. So we, I ran it with Jen Edie uh, on the route. We saw Adam Yates went out to see us. We saw Ben Blaustein. We saw Chloe Catino. Oh, um, that was amazing. And then once and Talia Siegel was working at one of the medical tents. And then when we finished, uh, Nicole Katz was there for us. And uh, Jen Edie actually got engaged at the finish line. So wow. uh, we all had a little engagement party for her. Wow, that's super. Wow, well, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a really cool moment. That's awesome. But yeah, I'm definitely, our, our year at camp, for sure, we've all stayed really, really close and still some of my best friends today. Talia, who are you still in touch with? I mean, it's only been a few years. Well, yeah, I'm still pretty much in touch yeah, with everyone. I mean, everyone we still everyone. talk in our, like, God Nog group chat that we made back in 2018. Like, we still text in it all the time. Um, 
But yeah, I still like I'm very close with Lexi, um, Abby Gans, Maddie Steffen. Um, I actually just texted a meet when you gave him a shout out. I told him that he just got a shout out on the <laughs> wanted oh, to, I told him we were doing this and he wanted to hop on as a guest feature. Who was that? Who was that? Oh, Amit Fudim. Oh, Amit, I, I should have. It's his birthday. I mean, you know, we're, taping, <laughs> yeah. we're recording this on his birthday. This will drop in a couple of weeks. But uh, Karen, Karen, I know you have a strong uh, uh, group of alumni friends. Who are you still in touch with? Oh, I mean, we still go out. I mean, we call it our Dalid 79 crew, but, you know, Carol Cooperstein, um, who's now Agronat, and right. David Rotman, and Mitch Breen, and John Schreiber. Um, there's like a group of people who just get together every few months. And I mean, there's even more people, depending if they're coming. And then I'm friends with so many of my Dalid on um on Facebook. <laughs> so, right, right. I, so I know what they're all doing, which is really fun. I mean, part of that was from being the alumni director for all the, you know, those five years, but sure. um, it's still really fun to stay connected to everybody. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of, and Carol Cooperstein, uh, Agronaut, Carol was my swim instructor my first year with Stacy Samuels. Oh, that's so funny. Well, you know, my closest friends, which is really interesting are Helene Chasen, who's now Helene Buckler, right. um, and Jordan just got married. Um, yep, we just saw that. Yeah. And um, and so I met Helene when I was a counselor, and we became co-counselors. And she's one of my best friends. And then um, David Blaustein was a friend of mine all through camp. And then later, when Bobby and I first got married, and I moved back to Boston, we went to a party, and David and Jennifer were there. They were engaged, and so. The six of us, David, Jennifer, Helene, and Ari, and then me and Bobby, raised our kids together, sent all of our kids to YJ together. So I have so many YJ connections. It's amazing. It's amazing. Talia, you want to hear the, you want to connect, connect the dots here? So she mentioned Lexi Chasen. That's, that's Helene's niece. Oh, she knows. She's had multiple. Oh, all right. You got sleepovers. the whole thing. All right. You got multiple the whole thing. sleepovers at Helene's house with Lexi. All right. You got the whole thing. In fact, Derek uh, Buckler came up this summer and uh, paid a visit who led my Israel trip, Ari's brother. Nice. Yeah. yeah. We see them when we were in Israel for Ryan's bar mitzvah. Um, the other Buckler brother who didn't go to camp came. Um, although Itai Buckler from Israel had gone one summer and he, he came to visit us when we were in Tel Aviv. Yeah. We're just, there's so many connections. Wow, that's great. Speaking of Israel, Melly, you're the only Glau Joseph to lead an Israel trip. Is this correct? Oh, that's a fun piece of information. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a little bragging rights <laughs> there for you. Yeah. And what oh, was that? that was, what What was that experience like? And oh, what that year, was what, absolutely. It was eighteen. One of my favorite. Yeah, Talia's trip. 20, exactly. Yeah, it was yeah, twenty eighteen. Um, I got to take Talia's trip, and Talia's group was also like the group of girls I had kind of been with for a while um and you know just getting to know them through Talia and through camp it was just the perfect opportunity to go with them and see them get to have like the amazing experience that I had when I was on Ghana myself um so that was so fun I mean we had such a good group of us who were leading it together yeah, and, who, and who were they who was that so that was Jesse Handler oh, uh, David Knopf and Dan Stein and ah. the four of us just had the best time we had a wonderful Israeli staff who joined us as well and I don't know I think that was just one of 
the most fun summers. It was a great way to end my camp career. That's wonderful. And now, yeah, David was on uh, in the spring talking about uh, uh, the, being a Godna leader, and he was with us this summer at camp. Did a nice job down the mm-hmm. waterfront. It was great to have him back. You know, it's uh, yeah, that's what I love when people come back to camp. Yeah, gone for a year or two or five or whatever. Sometimes. You know, that's you know every year my friends and I say we're going to find a way to weasel ourselves back in. Nicole Katz and I keep saying we're going to come be camp nurses. Yeah, sure. <laughs> You'll, well, you're a nurse, so, you know, yeah. the, door's, the door's open. Yeah, you know? Exactly. That's so wild. That's so wild. So what what was the like the hardest part leading Israel? Like the responsibility, obviously, you've got 40 plus kids and you're overseas. Was yeah. anything like, did you have any tough moments that you can remember or? It was 57 kids. 57. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Talia. That's a number out there. <laughs> That's a good number. Because it was Talia's group. Yeah, it's a good number. Yeah. Um, I would say some of the, you know, I think overall just understanding the responsibility of like, oh my God, these people are, we are responsible for all of them. That right. looming was very stressful. But granted, I mean, they were a great group. Like I really didn't have to worry about them in that way too many times. Um one that now is just kind of a funny story, though, is we had this stomach bug that kind of went through the whole group. And for like a week straight, every day we were taking different kids to the hospital to get like IV fluids because they were so sick. Right. Um, and just trying to navigate like the Israeli hospital system was not not a strong point. But we, you know, everyone came back healthy and we we made it out OK. <laughs> who, who led your trip in thirteen? My trip. We had yeah. Kayla, Boogie, oh, and Ariella Siegel. That's Kayla Cornrush, Jordan, Boogie, J. Boogie Pellets. Yes. Ariella <laughs> Siegel. And Karen, I know who led your trip. No, oh, Leslie Paul. and Paul were my parents. Yeah. Those were my camp parents, my my home away from home parents. So literally, I was a really good swimmer, as was Kathy Braverman. And... Um, we every single year, you know, you have to take swimming, but we always tested out. So we were always in junior lifesaving. Um, and we had to take junior lifesaving like four summers in a row <laughs> and oh, save wow. our finger. And he had us sit at his table and Les he was dating Leslie and they were at the table next she was at the table next to him. Um, and then after they were married, um, they led the Israel trip a few times and we went on the second Israel trip that they led. Um, and yeah, I'm still close with Leslie and Paul. Love them. Yeah, Leslie Heckfinger, Paul Finger, legends. Leslie was head of the waterfront up until 2003. And Paul just cycled off our board uh, recently, last year. And he and was, he was head of the waterfront the whole time I was at camp. Ah, so and then I got Leslie. Oh, that's oh, that's so funny. When I basically the whole time, I think she missed a year when uh, Erica was born, in, like you know the early '80s. And we had a guy named I think you, you might have been there, a guy named Michael Klein, one of my early years. It was Jay Fund one year, then Michael Klein, then Leslie. Hmm. If if memory serves right, and I I don't know Michael Klein, but yeah, no, I, I when I was there, Paul was the. Uh... The head of it, and the, and Jay Fund was one year also when I was yeah. there. Yeah, that was my first year. It was Jay, he, uh, super nice guy, and um, yeah, the year the eighty two yearbook has Michael Klein as the waterfront director, so I'll take that as <laughs> as the answer. But <laughs> you know, what can I tell you? I mean, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. So we we got a few more minutes left. This is so cool. I love talking camp, and I love hearing the old stories and new stories, which are are true. What is there anything you guys did? didn't get to do a camp that you wanted to do at camp? 
I'll just throw that. Mine one was there. water I skiing. Water I was gonna say the same thing. I was always too. way too scared to try water Ooh. skiing. <laughs> I have no balance. That was my problem. Oh, I know exactly <laughs> what I wanted to do. I really wanted to go on because I went on White Mountains Gimmel or Upper Gimmel summer. Um, and that was amazing, but it's like really amazing when you go Dollar Summer that's like kind of hyped up. Um and I remember everyone wanted to go. So like being the person I am, I was like, oh, I won't sign up. Like, I don't want to go that bad. But then they had the most amazing time. And so I kind of regret like taking a step back from doing that. Um, I kind of wish I did that. But see, now you can come back to camp and be head of campcraft. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, that I've also now that you say that I'm realizing I have never in all my however many years I was there, I think 13, um, never stepped foot on spooky woods. What? <laughs> I would never. Everyone I don't even know where I don't know where it is. I don't know what it looks like. I have never been there. <laughs> oh <my laughs> so I know it like the back of my hand. <laughs> well, I'll, a little uh, inside. We that land is no longer CYJ's. We uh, we uh, had a transaction with the winery Bella, and we've moved Spooky Woods. We didn't use it last year, but it has a new spot coming up here in summer twenty three that we're. Very oh, excited about. okay. So there's always things, little tweaks here and there. It's like when Karen. Well, you guys remember riflery, like. Well, you know, that was a thing, a regular thing. And then I was a riflery instructor. Yeah. So as was I, I had to get my uh, NRA cert. Yeah. I was a marrying member of the NRA, which is so crazy to I me know. when I think about it now. I have to hey, find my, my card. I got like an 88 and I'm like, is this, what does this mean? Am I Charlton Heston now? What does this mean? <laughs> But that was, you know, you had to get trained. But like, but now down there, we use the range for archery and we have a huge climbing wall um, down uh, on the other where archery was. So but, but people from the 70s and the 80s and 90s remember archery was the back of the soccer field. Well, in the last 15 years or so, we moved archery towards like the end of where tennis is, like beyond there, but where riflery was. So, interesting. Yeah, really interesting stuff. Little, right little thing to change. Wait, I have to tell one funny story, though, about you yeah. asked what we wish we had done at camp. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you got? So after my Godna summer, um, I decided I didn't want to go back to camp. And so I didn't go back. I got a job and I was working in like a donut shop in um, in Needham. And um, all my siblings went back. And after like two days, I was beside myself and I called Charles and I said, I made a huge mistake. I didn't come back as a CA. And um, he said, uh, you know what? He's like, we just fired someone. Why don't you come tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) And I came and I was so happy that I did. And then I was there for another few years. That's amazing. That is very similar to my CA summer thing. I got selected to be a CA. And I thought it was too cool for school. I was going to work at Leechmere in Framingham, which featured some other YJ people at times. And uh, and then in May, I was like, wait a minute, what am I thinking here? And I called Charles and Charles Rodman of Sholem. And he said, let me check with Lenny Saunders and Jeff Brenner, who were the area heads that year. Mm-hmm. And Lenny had no problem with it. It was Jeff had an issue with it. He's really? like, well, yeah, he's like, you can't just quit and expect to call up and get your job back, which is he's correct in saying that. So I said, okay. So then the first day off came that summer and a couple of buddies, my buddy, Andy Levitt was, uh, that's Alexa uh, Levitt's uncle there, Melly and Talia. Andy was a CA and uh, my buddy, Jay Warb, I mentioned Jeff earlier, Jay was working in the kitchen and we all, you know, we're in doll together. God, nah, I picked him up for a day off and saw Charles. He goes, I'll tell you what, first job that comes open, I'll, you're number one on the list. Literally the next day, hey, we just fired a, a maintenance grounds boy. Can you be here tomorrow? I'm like, I'll, I'll be, I'll be there this afternoon or something, whatever. And and talk about like the funniest thing, and I've tell the story 
often i was the worst grounds boy ever like neil was neil king was ready to put me in the lake and um because <laughs> I, I he said i was insubordinate then i realized i speak the king's english but not neil king's english so it was the way it was the way you asked uh, and the way to things but it, things worked out because another a bunch of counselors were dismissed uh you know it's a story for another time and they promoted me from or transferred me from ground screw to being a CA and D seven. And similar to what Melanie said, and I think Karen, you said it too. I had the same kids every year from, from upper bet through dollar to the same. Kids. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And that's how that's I came. Yeah. And that's how I came. I ran boys there to try to have that consistency every year. Like, you know, if you're a parent, you're like, Oh, I remember Melly. She had, you know, uh, my girls last year or whatever. I think that was more comforting for the parents. At least I thought so. Yeah, I would agree. I I mean, I wasn't a counselor as long as my mom and my sister were, but I remember when I came back from Godna, I, you know, because Godna are assigned to bunks, I had um, this one group of girls. And when I came back as a CA, I wanted them again because I just loved them so much. And then I got them as a CA too. And I was hoping, you know, if I kept coming back, I would keep getting them. And I've actually been in contact with some of them and they want me to lead their Godna trip because, you know, I've had them for two years straight. So um, I totally get that experience. It's very comforting for, I think, everyone involved, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And it's a familiarity. It's, it makes it so much easier sometimes. Sometimes so it works, works in the yeah, opposite did way. You but... notice, did you notice Talia's plug for wanting to lead the God Not Trip? Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I just I heard a subtle, something subtle there. But yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> There's a, pro- there's a process, which we can talk offline about. But. Yeah, that apply, sadly, but thanks, Mom. Good, yeah, it's a good plug. It's a good plug. Aaron, did you ever get in, Were you ever interested in leading the trip? No. no. Okay, I don't Karen. think I was brave enough. It was very different back then when we went on our God Not trip. I mean, we were literally surrounded by soldiers with guns. Um, they all had rifles and it just didn't feel like something I would be good at leading at the time. Now it's right. so different, but it, back then it was a little bit more, you know, yeah. beginnings even, of Israel kind of feeling. Even when I went, it was still like in 86, when I went, they, uh, U.S. and like Libya or something like that got into it. Not even in the Middle East, like near the Middle East. And no, it wasn't even Israel. And, and like 25% of our our trip, and th- these are the years they had limits on trips. Like our, I think the limit was like thirty-two or thirty-three kids, and that was because of spacing. Second session at camp, which was you know kind of short-sighted in a way. But anyway, um, so all these kids dropped, and they called people who like didn't you know weren't selected in the first place. It's like, hey, do you want to go to Israel? And some people are like, oh yeah, I'll get on. You know, they didn't have that opportunity before because it was limited. Yeah, I don't know if our girl, if my girls knew that you you had to get picked to be oh, on yeah. the Israel oh. trip back when we went. It was, we had to get ranked and you had to write essays. Oh, so maybe that was, essays might've been for CA year. Do you remember that part, Karen? Did you I don't, I essay? don't remember the essays, but that was a long time ago. So. Yeah, I know. Same here. <laughs> I can't, I can't tell you what happened this morning. I can tell you it happened 41 years ago. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. You guys have been terrific. Is there anything else you guys want to cover? Any fun stories that we missed? If not, then I want to thank you for being on the show. This was really park. fun, Itzy. Thank you for yeah. doing it. Thank you, this guys. Is I, so I, nice. Yeah, awesome. It's just nice I feel to famous. hear that you are famous. <laughs> it's just nice to hear like that the differences, like that not much has changed, but there are changes. You know what I mean? In in all the years we've all been at camp from the seventies to present day, you know, and, and it's and, and amazing the names you guys bring up, and it's just so nice to hear those names. And we've gone through. Only like five directors in 84 years, which is pretty amazing. And we're and things are looking really great 
and uh, for YJ coming over the next few years. It's next very year. exciting. It and really is. The only other thing I want to say is that what I think that hasn't changed at all is just what an amazing impact it has had on you know me and my my family when it was just the Tanzerglaus and now being the Josephs that um, you know we all hold such a special place in our heart for YJ and the friends that we've made there and that just never changed and I'm so grateful for that it was just an amazing amazing experience for my whole family. Oh, that's awesome and then I was thinking about one thing I wanted to say. Do you guys know what the secret of camp is? It's kind of like the secret of life by James Taylor. Oh. Like Please secret, tell. I mean, I think dish, it's, dish. it's, it's kind of simple. It's like you, if you put the camp and the kids before yourself and you have that, you know, you create that mentality, then you're on the right track. And like, oh, we're, oh, the, you know, oh, our counselors are doing this. Sue, so we should do this. Because the, the, all the kids looked up to the counselors. They would just want to be just like the counselors. Yeah, that's, that's so funny you said that because I think you, you sent a text about like, or in your email, you said something about talking about how the transition changed from being a camper to a counselor. And the first right. thing I thought of was like, how it changes from when you're a camper, your whole experience is about making it the best for yourself. But the second you become a counselor, it's really about trying to recreate the like experiences you had as a camper for the campers you're in charge of. Like it really becomes that you're trying to make the best experience for you and your campers rather than just you and your friends at the time. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you again and uh, we will catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. This has been all things YJ with the Josephs. And it's a take care. Where have all the flowers gone? Young girls have picked them in.